Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Durham, North Carolina is not Knoxville. The city has no racial majority. Its flagship university is Duke, a private school. The two major public institutions are within a half-hour drive. But when it comes to Durham's downtown minor league baseball stadium, the similarities are striking when compared to what's planned for Knoxville. For one, not everyone was thrilled with the idea of a new downtown Durham stadium. So much so, residents voted it down. City council made it work regardless, and the doors opened for the first time in 1995. Today, it's hard to find anyone who can imagine what the Bull City would be without Durham Bulls Athletic Park, which has catalyzed growth in a similar way to what's planned in Knoxville. I'm Ryan Willis, downtown reporter for Knox News and host of the Scruffy Stuff podcast. And I'm Calvin Mattheis, a Knox News visual journalist and producer of the podcast. Last month, Calvin and I traveled together to Durham to learn how an urban baseball park can begin to revitalize portions of the city's downtown. I I came to Durham in 68. Downtown was still alive when I got here. In fact, you could smell the aroma of tobacco. I saw that close. I saw downtown roll up at night. That was Bill Bell, a former longtime Durham County Commissioner and Durham Mayor who shared how the ballpark has led to all types of investment. I saw buildings were shuttered, suddenly were open, lights. Uh, I saw people walking downtown in the evening, families, people pushing their characters and babies in them, white folks, okay? (laughs) It's just a different, it was a different atmosphere. Everyone we talked to made one thing clear. Change cannot happen overnight. It wasn't until 2004 that the American Tobacco Campus, where Lucky Strike cigarettes were once made, reopened as a transformative, multi-use business community. Here's Adam Klein, the director of Durham Real Estate for Capital Broadcasting Company, the owner of the Bulls and a developer of nearby properties that includes the tobacco campus. Is that you always want your downtown core to be your your sort of workforce center, right? Like you want it to be the place where people are coming to create something, to grow their business, not just an entertainment district. We didn't want to only be the Performing Arts Center and the Bulls Stadium. We wanted to be more than that. And so the area think, offers a whole lot um, more. There are restaurants open all year round, not just when the Bulls are in town, but that game day foot traffic certainly is a boost. How businesses will form around Knoxville Stadium is still to be determined, but the director of Durham's Chamber of Commerce, Jeff Durham, shared what makes a stadium district attractive for investors. You know, Economic development uh, decisions historically have been made uh, around real estate, but increasingly those economic development decisions um, are being driven not by the C-suite leaders, but almost by where the talent is. Those, the younger generations these days appear to be making the decisions on the where of their happiness, and they'll figure out how to make, a, uh, make an income secondary. So the ballpark um, has created uh, an ecosystem, or helped create an ecosystem that talent wants to locate in and companies are now chasing that talent. And so because the ballpark was here, 
Um, then all of a sudden it delivered the American Tobacco Campus, which is this cool, funky, exposed brick and beam, a redone about, uh, tobacco warehouse. You put kind of creative types of jobs in those. That's where they want to locate. So ad agencies, you know, startups, po folks like that kind of want to be in that kind of that space. That sound you're hearing is Durham Bulls taking on the Norfolk Tides in front of a Tuesday night crowd. While total attendance for Bulls games during the 2019 season was nearly 530,000, the team, like the Tennessee Smokies, is placing more importance on non-baseball events these days. Here's what Randy Boyd envisions once the team moves downtown. The new venue will have it such that you can bring in the, the trucks and set up the, the equipment in, in hours. And so we expect to have lots of, lots of concerts. So the goal would be to have hundreds and hundreds of events a, uh, a year, um, big and small. It's also going to be the concourse is open to the public. That was important to us. So during the day, if you happen to live in the area or work in the area and you just want to take a nice walk, um, you can walk to the stadium walk around the concourse. If you want to take your laps for the day, go walk the concourse a few times. If you want to have your, your, your lunch sitting in one of the seats, you can have your lunch watching, uh, watching the, the field and imagining uh, your favorite uh, baseball or, or soccer player there. The Bulls have space too, but that wasn't always the case. In Durham, it's called the PNC Triangle Club and it's located in the suite area behind home plate. Until this area was created by combining suites together, the stadium couldn't host more than 25 people. Today, the space has been used for everything, from weddings to funerals, and it's becoming more important as events become a bigger part of the baseball business. Here's Scott Strickland, Assistant General Manager of Operations for the Durham Bulls. The history of the business model is represented in this stadium, uh, with it open in 95, and, and back then you just, you just played baseball games, and so you fired it up. You know, operations teams and interns and cleaning crews started cleaning the place March 1st. Uh, and then you had some games starting April 1 and September 1, um, things slowed down, season ended. You do maybe a couple of special events and maybe throughout there you had some high school games or a college or two would play a beer festival or two. Um, but other than that, 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 that's all you did. I've been here for, for 19 years and I was our head groundskeeper for 11 years in all seriousness, you know, if it was, if it was November 1st through, you know, March 1, if there was a puddle in the parking lot of my apartment, uh, you know, I wouldn't come to work because there, there wasn't anything to do. Mike Burling, uh, the team's vice president, says baseball still is the bulk of the business. But in addition to events at the stadium, the Bulls also are in the business of making community connections. One area of concern for Knoxville has been Randy Boyd's promises. Promises to ensure Knoxville's black community is involved in the construction of the stadium and has other job opportunities after it opens. It's understandable, considering the historical disinvestment in Knoxville's black neighborhoods. The Bulls' goal is to make sure all communities in Durham can enjoy the stadium. There's no hidden agenda, but it's also no secret that the team and its business benefits from a diverse fan base. Here's Strickland. Um, you can also go as far on the macro as you possibly want to go, and just is, a company's not going to be successful unless you're serving everyone in your, in your community. Just, it's a simple sentence. Um, you're not going to be successful unless you serve every community member. Is it open now? I like that hat. Oh, thanks. Yeah, we got our gear. We're all ready to go. Now, I know what you're thinking. Do African Americans even care about baseball? After all, studies have shown participation is near an all-time low in the MLB, but the Bulls are working on it. 
The team supports more than 500 kids with a free-to-play league. Registration, uniforms, and equipment is included. Randy Boyd already has youth baseball initiatives in Knoxville. Boyd and his GEM Community Development Group donated $1.6 million to renovate Claude Walker Ballpark in East Knoxville. Here's Burling on his experience with youth baseball in Durham. No, you're creating Bulls fans for life is the way we look at it. We, we, if, if every kid that in, in downtown Durham is from the minute they're, you know, five, six years old and pick up a glove and a bat, know that the Durham Bulls were the ones that, that got me this and I'm going to wear a Durham Bulls shirt every day. And, and uh, you know, it, yeah, selfishly, there's, there's, that's not why we do it, but there's absolutely impacts on us. It's important to note that the Durham Bulls are definitely unique. There's the 1988 Bull Durham film that helped put the team on the map, perhaps more than any other minor league baseball team on a national scale. But the Tennessee Smokies has a fan base too, and 65% of those fans come from Knox County or even further west for games in Kodak. But with no other parking structure planned for the downtown stadium, the question becomes, if you build it, will they walk? (laughs) That's not reality. (laughs) Because everybody wants to be right by the ballpark. It doesn't matter whether, yeah, there's parking decks miles from here but yeah. they're not going to go park there yeah but but the and then the idea being too that you know that if, if people are walking past businesses people are walking mm-hmm. past bars that they'll wander in for a pregame meal make a whole day out of it i mean how's your experience it's it's that? it just doesn't happen the way you think i we, we beg our fans to go to the, or stay here we'll open up one of our bars but but traffic studies all that you just have to take those with a grain of salt because people aren't going to do what you think they're going to do if, if they want to be home at 9 o'clock or 9.30, they're, gonna, they're not going to stay after, and they're just going to hop in their car. The time it could take Knoxville fans to walk to and from parking lots scattered all throughout the city will make their game day experience even longer. And while some might want to stick around for beers and burgers, that's not the case for everyone. Here's Strickland. Parking is a fascinating, fascinating world because if you think about it, that is your first experience going into an event and that is your last experience of going to that event so to a degree whatever happens in between that uh, doesn't matter because it, you could have the easiest parking uh, load-in experience uh, go to the game it's a Friday night game uh, the Durham Bulls hit a walk-off grand slam off the bull you know to win seven to six and you got post-game fireworks and you met Wooly Bull, and your kid got the autograph of the prospect, and then it takes you an hour to get to the freeway. Your, 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 your event is ruined. Uh, a large percentage, percentage of our crowd comes from that direction. And so, all right, where are the exits set up? Where are they gonna dump you out on? Are there multiple exits to give people multiple routes to get to wherever they're going? Um, parking for us has always been right there, and so we fight that Uh, muscle memory, human behavior of I want to go right there, I want to go right there. Downtown Um, stadiums have countless unique urban challenges. Where does the stadium grow? How is trash handled? What streets need to be closed and when? For a downtown stadium to be successful, Strickland said collaboration is very important. Every Tuesday, every venue that's within a two-block area, all of us meet and go through every event for the week. And we talk, legitimately, we talk through the 75-person wedding, where they're going to park, and are they going to impact anybody else. And organically through that, you have a conversation like happened last week on Tuesday, where the DPAC says, you know what, we've sold more tickets than we anticipated 
offer a matinee middle of the week show for Frozen to school kids. How are they getting there? School buses. Okay, well, we've got access to some street parking over here that our staff would normally park in. The night before, we'll, cone it, we'll tell our staff to park someplace else. We'll cone it off, and so your eight buses can come in. Poof, solved a problem in a 15-second in a conversation at a weekly meeting. If, if you as a stadium or a venue just silo yourself out and say, it's my way or the highway, you're not gonna work in the downtown environment. It's just not gonna happen. At the end of the day, what's a baseball stadium? At its core, it's a place for players to play and for fans to cheer 72 times each season. In Knoxville, there will be soccer games, concerts, and other events too. But if done right, it's an investment that fosters pride for all communities and potentially for generations to come. People like coming to this venue. And, and when I see a, a dad and, grand, and grandfather and the four-year-old grandson enjoying fireworks on a Friday night, like that, that is so cool that you, you were able to work in a facility where you make lasting memories. Uh, and sure, does the, does the neighborhood um, coffee shop do that to a degree? A little bit. But does a sports venue that brings in all different backgrounds uh, and all different types of life memories, uh, does that leave lasting impressions on people's lives? You're dang right it does. And I, th- and I think that's one of the, uh, the largest responsibilities that venues have, uh, but it's also part of the biggest reward. Thanks to everyone for tuning in this week to learn all about Durham Bulls Athletic Park and how a similar stadium could work in Knoxville, but the baseball conversation is not over. Next week, Calvin and I will be back again here on the Scruffy Stuff to share some of our biggest takeaways from our visit to Durham. You're not going to want to miss it. To keep up with this project and other downtown-related stories and stories from Knoxville and across East Tennessee, visit knoxnews.com slash subscribe to take advantage of our latest offers and sign up to support local journalism today. You can also sign up for the weekly Urban Knoxville newsletter or join the downtown discussion in the Urban Knoxville Facebook group. Links to both of those are going to be in the podcast description. And in the meantime, if you want to keep up with the work that I'm doing, give me a follow on Instagram at Knox Scruff. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.